0: what's up welcome back you're listening to the dlss podcast episode 110 or the dlss picks podcast episode 7 whichever one you clicked on but regardless of that do appreciate you guys being here i'm your host d love this week we're doing my picks for ufc fight night max blessed holloway is taking on yair rodriguez in the main event but before we jump into the picks you know what i gotta do gotta recap the points for the predictions challenge But he's hey, a bitch. Give me money, bitch. Money. Give me, the give me the uh-huh, shit. I don't know what to tell you guys. I can't miss. I'm like 82% the in the last seven give weeks. So, you know, full disclaimer these the things, uh, hot streets come and go, so don't necessarily tail my picks, expecting to make millions, but last week was the last of seven weeks where I've just been killing it, tapping it off with one shot of a perfect card. Damn you, Frankie. Yeah, it's all good, though. He had one takedown around. Close. He had almost had it. But as far as the points that I did accrue this week, going to go down the list. Two points on the main event, getting the correct fighter and method with Uzman and decision. Believe it or not, Naomi Yunus was actually an underdog, so two points there. The other two underdogs on the card that came through for me, Chris Curtis and Chris Barnett. You guys killed it. Thank you again. Bobby Green came through big, my boy. Congrats again to him. But the other single points winners had Shane Burgos, Justin Gaethje, Alex Bejeta, Nasir Adinamavov, Ian Gary, uh, Dustin Jacoby, my namesake, good on you there. And then Bagdasarian and Ode Osborne. And you know I ended up getting the win-loss bonus for the week. No fight of the night, but no big deal there. So wrapping up the week, I ended up with a powerful 17 points. Jose in second place with 13. Nate with a good week, but was fight of the night points, so we ended up rounding out the week with 6 points. And so now the year today date current totals I'm still in the lead 296 points Nate's right there with 274 Jose pulling up the rear but closing the gap fast with 269 and I'm still in the lead with the year to day win-loss totals of 239 wins 160 losses six draws and four no contests. and as we round this thing out and uh, you know come around the final bend of the year we got five events left to accrue points so the time is now gentlemen if either one of you want to make a move that I have been on quite the hot streak lately I'm not gonna lie so Uh, You know, I'm not going to let up. You guys, good luck to you. But I'm going to try to just keep this train rolling, which starts this next weekend. We got Max, blessed Holloway, stepping back in the octagon to face Yair Rodriguez in the main event of their fight night card. Going back to the UFC apex, the smaller cage, which makes me even more excited for this fight, which I didn't know was possible. But we are going to start at the bottom as we normally do. I'm just going to burn through the lower prelim fights and spend a little bit less time on those ones. That way, you know, I can dig just a little bit deeper into the ones higher up on the card so uh, we're going to go ahead and get started the first fight of the night at the bottom we have a light heavyweight bout between kennedy and zechoku versus daun jung the minus 140 favorite daun jung has won four out of his last five and so has the plus 120 underdog kennedy and zechoku also winning four out of his last five there's a five inch reach advantage on the side of it Zechoku, and there is a Overall MMA experience advantage on the side of uh, Da, you, da Jung. And this is one of those one ones uh, it's going to make me sweat because I am going to go with the underdog in Zechaku here. His uh, lack of experience in, in comparison to his opponent is what's going to make me a little bit nervous because we have seen in some of his fights in the past he's been a little bit reckless and he has a tendency to have to kind of get caught and, and kind of, you know, get woken up by getting his ass beat in the first round and then potentially coming back late down the fight and just kind of walking his opponents down until... They can't take the pressure no more. But in doing that, he's kind of got to walk through a lot of damage. And, uh, you know, it is going to make me nervous because he could easily get dropped. And depending on the ref, depending on how bad it is, you know, that, that could be all she wrote. But I am going to open up the card, going with the underdog Kennedy and Zetchiku to come out on top. And then also, breaking news right now, uh, what is it, 5 a.m. on the 10th of November? Uh, it's come out that Roman Deliza has tested positive for COVID 19. So he's going to be, that fight between him and Kyle Dawkins is going to be removed from the card. So we're down to 11 fights. And as it is, you know, with with these days, it's at least one of them. And uh, I hope, but I'd be surprised if another one doesn't fall off between now and then. It is what it is. But, you know, of course we wish Roman Delizze a speedy recovery. But, man, you got to feel bummed for Kyle Dacus, man. He's got that frustrating loss, or no contest, rather, to uh, Kevin Holland. And then he tried to get booked and get a quick turnaround fight. And just fights keep coming you know, falling off the cars left and right, so he's going to have to wait a little bit longer to get that sour taste out of his mouth. So just so you guys know, that's why I'm not giving my pick for that one. Uh, but moving up the card, the next one is uh, Mark Casey versus Rafael Alves. Short and sweet, I'm going with Casey here. It is the smaller octagon, uh, so at the apex, if Alves can get him up against the fence, get a hold of him, and, you know, maybe just neutralize Casey and not really have much uh, in terms of damaging offense himself uh, for Alves, but... Just enough to kind of shut DeCasey down. I feel like there is a chance that Alves could come away with this decision here. And it is MMA four-ounce gloves. Alves is quick. He's explosive. But I'm going to go with the much more uh, elite-level striker and proven commodity in um, Mark Casey here. So let me take a look at the odds real quick. And it looks like Casey is a minus-195 favorite to the plus, 165 underdog for Alves. So going jockey in the second one and dia casey for the win and this next one i think i'm also going to go out on a limb here and i know there's a heavy experience advantage here for ufc experience in the side of courtney casey versus luana jojua but luana jojua is uh eight and four overall versus courtney casey is nine and nine overall even though she uh casey is the moderate favorite at minus 210 to the plus 175 underdog for jojua um however um Jojua is three out of her last five with her most recent fight. Yes, it's a loss, but it was a doctor stoppage due to cuts. By, and, and it was against Miranda Maverick, who, in my estimation, is actually, you know, a future title contender in this division. So I get it. You know, her lack of experience and overall UFC experience is definitely something to be concerned with. And also, you know, Courtney Casey has been in there with some tough competition. And she maybe could be able to, uh, you know, have that veteran poise and that ability to you Know, continue to stay focused and then end up finishing strong towards the end of the fight and uh, grinding out a decision of her own. I'm gonna go with the underdog in this spot, the She Wolf, Luana Jojua, to get the win. And this next one is one of the is another one that's a, I would call a sweat where it's gonna make me super nervous. Sean Woodson versus Colin Anglin. Woodson always seems like he's got the ability to go out there and utilize his reach because he's got an extremely long frame for his division. He is four out of his last five and he is facing. Uh, Colin Anglin, who's also four out of his last five, uh, eight and one on Woodson's side versus eight and two for Colin Anglin. I think this fight's actually a lot closer than people uh, are giving it credit for, and the odds makers have it extremely wide, with minus two seventy five favorite for Woodson to the plus two twenty underdog for uh, Colin Anglin. And although I do think that Woodson is the rightful favorite, I just think that this is a, a much more competitive fight than uh, people, are the odds makers are giving it credit for, at least. And I get it, but I think it's a little bit inflated because of the fact that Anglin's coming off of a first-round TKO loss. But it was the Melsic-Bagnasarian, which we just saw last week. And he's a lot heavier uh, striker, a lot heavier puncher, and has a lot more power than Sean Woodson. So I don't see it going like that. I see it going probably to decision. But I am going to go with the favorite again in this one, so... Uh, Give me Sean Woodson, but I'm not happy about it. And then we come to one of my most anticipated fights on the entire card. Miguel Baeza versus Chaos Williams. 10-1 and Baeza versus the 12-2 and Chaos Williams. And both these guys are very explosive. They're very fast. Chaos Williams is extremely dangerous early. Um, he throws bombs, and I think Miguel Baeza is just a little bit more technical, and he's got better footwork. So if he can stay safe and not get caught with something crazy, I think Miguel Baeza comes out on top in this one. So, And don't get me wrong. It could be one of those where he's got a weather and early storm and uh, Chaos is putting it on him, and then he could uh, come back late. Or, you know, Chaos has looked uh, a lot better, like he's shored up some of those cardio issues we've seen uh, from him in the past, and he's been able to go hard for a full 15. So we'll see how it goes, but... Uh, give me Miguel Baez in this spot. And then moving on, we got women's flyweight Cynthia Calvillo versus Andrea Lee. And Cynthia Calvillo is the minus 130 favorite uh, to Andrea Lee's plus 110 underdog. And I actually kind of would have had these odds flipped. Cynthia Calvillo is uh, off, uh, coming off a two-fight skid. And Andrea Lee, although she, was, uh, she had just lost three in a row, she actually won her last fight, which was four months ago, against antonina shevchenko where she ends up ended up putting her away inside the distance so you know this is almost damn near even but uh the odds makers have andrea lee and underdog so because of that i think it's worth it to go for those extra points because it's a relatively evenly matched fight i think it's somewhat of a striker versus grappler matchup in a sense so um i'm hoping that andrea lee can you know even in that small cage can keep it on the feet and uh I know that she just did get a submission win in her last fight, but I think her best path to victory is probably keeping it on the feet. So, uh, give me Andrea Lee here uh, to get the win. And then moving on, the next one, Tiago Moises versus Joel Alvarez. Uh, Joel Alvarez has a much less UFC experience to the 15-5. Uh, and Tiago Moises, lightweight division, uh, Joel Alvarez, 18-2 and two overall. Although, again, most of that is not in the UFC uh let's take a look here minus 255 favorite for tiago moises to the plus 205 underdog for joel alvarez i think i'm going to follow the odds makers lead on this one i don't know much about joel alvarez i know that uh moises is the much more proven commodity in this uh particular matchup. he's got way more ufc experience as i said so uh, i think that tiago moises ends up getting this one done but it's you know it's definitely i'm not as confident in this entire card like a lot of the picks in this card, like even some of the favorites, I'm not as confident in as I was in a couple of the underdogs last week. So confidence level is a little shaky. Uh, but for this one, I'm going with Tiago Moises. Then we have my other candidate for a potential fight of the night. The 17-4 underdog plus 110 Julio Arce is facing the 17-5 favorite minus 130 favorite Song don't. This fight is at bantamweight, so you know it's going to be high-paced. And they both won three out of their last five. Uh, Song Dong has a dr- one draw on there. And they're both both coming off wins. Uh, Andre Ull, Julio uh, Arce beat Andre Ull three months ago. And Song Dong actually came off a really big win over Ke- uh, Casey Kenny And that was only two months ago. So, obviously, a quick turnaround for him. But it was a split decision. And a lot of people did think Casey Kinney actually won that fight. But it is what it is. And he's getting back in there really quickly against... Uh, someone who's also been doing very good lately, uh, Julio Arce, and uh, I think this fight is very evenly matched. That's reflected in the odds. It's not very wide line here, so this fight ultimately could, you know, go to any either one of these guys. And um, I think Song Yudong ha- is starting to come into his own. Uh, I really, I have had really high expectations for the guy. Hit a couple speed bumps, but I feel like he's kind of uh, gone back to the drawing board. And re- as of late, he's looked really good. Even though I did think Casey Kinney. Uh, Had a strong argument for winning that last fight. I think Song Yedong looked better than he ever has, and he's going to come into this fight and take care of business. So give me the favorite, Song Yedong, to get the win. And then skipping over the Dalkus versus Delize fight, unfortunately, because that one, as I mentioned, got scrapped. That would bring us to women's featherweight, which is Felicia Spencer versus Leah Letson. I think uh, Felicia Spencer is the rightful favorite here, but it's a little wide. I I expect it to be a little bit of closer uh, odds. She's a minus 305 favorite to the plus 240, Leah Letson. But I do somewhat think this is a showcase matchup for Spencer, trying to help her get right after a couple losses in a row. And granted, she has only won two out of her last five, but it's for very tough competition. She's only faced the elite in the division since being in the UFC. And, uh, you know, her last two losses are to Amanda Nunes and uh, recently to Norma Dumont. So she's facing nothing but killers, and I think that, you know, there's not a— A lot of depth to this particular division, so the UFC is going to want to do what they can to kind of continue to uh, build up uh, potential future title contenders. And, you know, if Leon Letston comes through and takes care of business and gets the victory, then all good because that's fresh meat, fresh parity in the division. So we'll see how it goes, but uh, I am going with Felicia Spencer, the heavy favorite to get the win here. And then the co-main event, Big Boys, we have Big Ben Rothwell, and he is taking on marcos rogerio de lima and this particular fight uh, i think you know you guys might be writing off big ben because he's been around forever he's got a record of 39 and 13 and both these guys looks like have won three out of their last five and if you take a look at the odds i think it's actually pretty accurate odds minus 150 favorite for ben rothwell to the plus 130 underdog for de lima and of course because this is heavyweight anything could happen just takes one shot but if you take a look at it, Ben Rothwell always comes in with the height and reach advantage, but he's got a 5-inch uh, reach advantage and a 3-inch height advantage. He likes to fight tall and lanky. kind of. He likes to keep his distance. And I think if uh, DeLima can't get this to the ground, then he's going to have big trouble, and I, I don't think the night's going to end very well for him. And also, keep in mind, Big Ben Rothwell, he's got that deadly 10-fingers front choke, and, you know, if Dulema does some sort of a lazy shot and gets caught in that. He's going to be in big trouble and and possibly on the verge of getting choked out. So uh, I'm going to go with Ben Rothwell here. Give me the king of Kenosha. I think it actually ends up going all three rounds. So uh, big Ben Rothwell by decision. And finally, we made it to the main event. It's Max Blessed Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. The minus 720 favorite Holloway to the plus 500 underdog Rodriguez. Uh, Max Holloway has a record of 22-6, and six, and Yaya Rodriguez is 13-2. and two. And to be completely honest, I'm not even going to break down this fight in, in terms of technical matter. I just think, you know, I'm very fortunate that my bias in this fight, Max Holloway being one of my all-time favorite fighters, is actually a good thing, and I'm, I'm going to be totally fine because Max Holloway, in my opinion, is uh, probably the featherweight goat, and he does deserve a third shot at uh, Volkanovsky. I think he won the second fight. No question, you know, no... No disrespect to Volkanovski. I think he's amazing, but uh, I think this thing is going to be academic. It's somewhat of a stay-busy fight for Holloway, which says a lot, considering the level of someone like Yaya Rodriguez. But uh, I think it's the the Blessed Express is going to roll on. Give me the minus 720 favorite, the Hawaiian kickboxer Max Holloway, to come away with the victory here. And I think he gets it done inside the distance. I'm going to go Max Holloway with a fourth-round TKO. And make sure to stay in the loop, guys, and stay tuned uh, to my social media, my Instagram. Every week on Saturday before the fights start, I do my best to try to put out uh, the full fight card with some sort of, you know, X's or something letting you guys know what my picks are so you can uh, double-check that and cross-reference it uh, because, you know, if I see weigh-ins or anything happens between now and the day of the fight that uh, you know makes me want to decide to switch my pickup, that's where you'll find the actual last Final picks that I'm going with for the week. Haven't been switching up much lately from when I do the show and Saturday, but occasionally some people miss weight. Things uh, happen, so I got to do it. But keep uh, tuned into that. And if you've been trailing my picks over the last few weeks, last six or seven weeks, you're welcome. But that wraps up the picks for UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez. Make sure to tune in next week where we're going to be recapping, obviously, all the action coming out of the fight card. And there's no rest for the wicked. This train keeps on moving. We're looking ahead to next week after that where Misha Tate is taking on Caitlin Vieira in the main event of their finite card the following Saturday. So hope to see you guys then. But for now, thank you guys so much for being here. I sincerely appreciate the support. But that's it. That does it for this week's installment of the D-Love Special Sauce Podcast. Hope you guys liked the show. If you did, go over to Apple and iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a positive review. While you're there, turn the notification bell on. That way you're on top of all the most current content. And if you're already supporting a small independent podcast, please do check out and support all the small businesses that support us just like you guys by listening every week. We got Monique Taylor with Strong Women Designs. We got Dream Loud Collections. My girl Nora, Custom Handmade Jewelry. Check her out. OC Party Rentals. Paint Bay, The Journey of a Modern Day Painter. Upper Glass Tent eating buttery pancakes is getting people shredded, Vargas Auto Spa, California Shirtsmith, check out Justin for some custom print works, Blake Builder and the Builder System, Mac Noodles, about to show, you. Carter with Neighborhood Auto Care, Socks and Meals, Andrew Snyder, and of course DLSS Podcast Tonic. and but last and not least, MFT Fitness, make sure to check them out on Instagram, make sure to go out and check out the gym, exit Avery Parkway off the 5 Freeway, the first class is always free, tell them the DLSS Podcast sent you, But that doesn't